From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And believe me, my friends, today is kind of a special one. Not only are we doing a sort of a combination of In Black and Rant, because there's going to be plenty for me to rant on, but of course, it's also WTF. Friday. Oh yeah, my friends. Today it's definitely going to be hotter than a Louisiana ghost pepper because there is so much out there. I mean, this is one crazy news day, but there's a lot to get out there and there's a lot to talk about today. So things might go a little bit longer than usual, but Hey, there are definitely some things that have got to be addressed. Uh, first off, of course, uh, before we get into uh, today's adventure in podcasting, just remember that you can send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com or you can go to our website inblackandright.net. All right, folks, here we go. Now, of course... The big news of the day was Donald Trump got indicted. Not that it was really a surprise because, well, frankly, it wasn't. But the timing of it absolutely stinks. And I do mean it totally stinks. <sighs> Sorry. The last 24 hours, we've had the FBI give up the document that the House Oversight Committee had subpoenaed. And, of course, not long after that, here comes the news that Trump is getting indicted by Darth Merrick Garland's latest attack dog, Jack Smith, down in Miami. Oh, baby, this is just a whole different brand of ball. Now, I usually have to tell people, it's like, when you see events like this in such a short amount of time, the timing tells you pretty much just about everything you need to know. The, uh, the indictment of President Trump just hours after the FBI gave up the FD 1030, uh, the, oh my gosh, that's, uh, that's right, I'm sorry. I keep getting the numbers of these things mixed up. It's the FD 1023 document that the House Oversight Committee has, duked, has been duking it out with the FBI and Christopher Wray for weeks. So now, to avoid a censure vote yesterday, they finally coughed it up. And yes, they, uh, the members of the committee were allowed to go into a SCIF, a Secured Compartmentalized Information Facility, to read the document. Now, this, of course, just blows my mind. Of course, it's not really a surprise because this particular document told of Joe Biden being given a 
$5 million bribe, because I don't know what else you can call it, by a Ukrainian official who happens to be an executive for a little company called, wait for it, Burisma Holdings. Now, if you're not familiar with that name, uh, Burisma Holdings gave Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, a position on its board where they paid him a nice handsome fee, but the man had no clue about the Ukraine, anything, he knew nothing about the energy industry, but they did know his daddy. Oh yeah, that was going to be fun. It was going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Ugh, excuse me. Ugh, it's been a little rough with these allergies. But anyway, it just drives me all kinds of insane uh, listening to this because this Jack Smith, who is the special counsel, I mean, it's just pathetic what this man is doing because Trump didn't do anything wrong. He, You couldn't get him on the Presidential Records Act because the Presidential Records Act has no enforcement mechanism in it. That's number one. Number two, now they're trying to find some kind of a crime and it's pathetic how they're trying to take this, the Espionage Act, and morph it into something that it's not supposed to be. Because for one, I mean, oh mercy, I don't even want to get into this because the person who can explain this a whole heck of a lot better than I can was on Sean Hannity last night and that my friends was the the great one Mark Levin and he just went right at it so let's go and, and, and this is going to be kind of a long segment but you know I want to play all of it in its full context because somebody's going to say, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And it's like, and then I have to slap him upside the head. And I said, hey, I played all of Mr. Levin's comments in their entirety in full context. But I just couldn't find anybody who could explain this any better than the great Mark Levin. So let's go to the great one. President Trump is 76 years old. If the Department of Justice gets his way, he will die in federal prison. Just by one of these counts, conspiracy to obstruct justice, which has a 20-year maximum sentence. This is a disgusting, disgusting uh, mark on American history for the future to come by these bandits in the White House, by the Democrat Party that don't play fair anymore, they don't want to just win elections. They want to take control of this country. They want one-party rule. And they have used the Department of Justice and the FBI to get what they want. Merrick Garland is a mob lawyer. That's what he is. Jack Reed is a rogue, Soviet-style prosecutor. The Presidential Records Act is not a criminal statute, and it was never intended to be. The Espionage Act of 1917 was passed under Woodrow Wilson, another corrupt president. Woodrow Wilson used it to go after his adversaries, and they imprisoned 2,000 people. 
So I suppose over there at the Department of Injustice, and this clown prosecutor spent a lot of time at The Hague, they probably figured these laws could be used to try and entrap Trump. All these obstruction issues that they claim, where the former Attorney General, Bill Barr, comes up here and bloviates about it, and all the formers coming on talking about obstruction. They have them on obstruction. There'd be no obstruction issue of any kind, not even in anybody's imagination, had they not criminalized this case. This is a document case. A document case where a president of the United States or a former president faces 100 years in federal prison? Is this some kind of a sick joke on the American people? Joe Biden says he never told them what to do. Joe Biden had to sign off on this becoming a National Archives case to have it go to the Department of Justice. Who does he think he's lying to? The American people? This is a guy that's got documents from the time he was in the U.S. Senate, for God's sakes, in his garage. I don't want to hear from the legal analysts the technicalities about false statements and obstruction. This should never have been a criminal case. Willful retention of documents. Well, what's the unwillful retention of documents mean? They're throwing all these process crimes and all these crimes that grow out of the criminal investigation against Trump. What did he do with the documents? Did he sell them to the enemy? No, that's why we have an espionage act, not the trick of a president. What did he do? Did he burn them all? No, the government has all the documents back. So there is no violation of the Presidential Records Act at this point. But they throw the book at him. They go after his attorneys. They make them testify. They're attorneys under the crime fraud exception to attorney-client privilege. That means he didn't have due process. His own lawyers were being subjected to interrogations. And they had hundreds of in-person people testifying in front of grand juries. Thousands of collections of documents for what? For what? And they indict him today? They indict him today in Miami? All of a sudden it's in Miami? All of a sudden we have a Florida grand jury? Because the moron in Washington figured out that there are venue issues that could lose him his case. This guy, this prosecutor, he lost eight to zero in the U.S. Supreme Court when they overturned the conviction of the former governor of Virginia because this jerk took a statute and expanded it. A jury in North Carolina wouldn't convict John Edwards because this jerk took a campaign statute and expanded it. And he's taking this case and he's undermining the country and he's interfering with a presidential election. And let me be clear, as Jarrett said, the Attorney General of the United States made this final decision. This is not the independent counsel statute. This is a special counsel appointed by the Attorney General under a Department of Justice regulation. This Attorney General, who pretends he's Helen Keller, he made the decision to indict the former president, and they made the decision to interfere in this election. You want to talk about an insurrection? This is an insurrection, and that's exactly what's going on here. Let me go on. Joe Biden is the crookedest crook that's ever been in the Oval Office. Everywhere we look, there's a predicate for a special counsel. They won't appoint a special counsel, even though it's compelled under the law in which they appointed this special counsel. 
and you're not supposed to appoint a special counsel against your political opponent. You're supposed to appoint one in the case of Biden. 20 shell corporations, $10 million coming from the communist Chinese military, spread out among the family, no businesses to support this, endless meetings, endless meetings with with Biden's, uh, with Hunter Biden's business partners, Bobolinsky, who ties Joe Biden to the crimes, Mr. Big, Mr. 10%. And what does Biden say? Well, then where's the money? He's asking us, come and catch me if you can. The idea that this man isn't under a criminal investigation and that they criminalized the damn document case to go after Donald Trump is sickening. And I would say this to our fellow Americans. Don't be bamboozled by these cable channels and these fools who come on and tell you, well, he's not above the law. Are you kidding me? Democrat Attorney General in New York, Democrat Prosecutor in Manhattan, Democrat Prosecutor in Atlanta, Democrat Attorney General in Washington, D.C. What do you mean he's not above the law? There is no law. What's going on here is a disgusting disgrace. It is war on Trump. It is war on the Republican Party, and it is a war on the Republic. The radical left is doing what the radical left does while they cover up for Biden the way they covered up for Hillary. If Donald Trump is to be charged like this, Hillary Clinton should have been charged with 10,000 counts of obstruction because that's how many emails she destroyed and five counts of destroying cell phones because that's how many cell phones they destroyed. I'm done and I'm sick of it. Okay. Please, Mr. Levin, tell us how you really feel. Oh my goodness. That is probably the most passionate rant of how this case is 50 shades of screwed and screwy. And every point he went through is spot on. And yes, uh, Mark Levin is an attorney, a constitutional scholar. He worked as chief of staff for an attorney general named Edwin Meese, who worked for a guy named Ronald Reagan. So yeah, so the man knows what he's talking about. So if you got a problem with what he said, get over yourselves. You're not that smart, to be perfectly honest with you. And yeah. I just, wow. I mean, this is just all kinds of messed up. Now, of course, you got the you got the serious dingbats in the Republican leadership of the House. You got McCarthy. You've got Elise Stefanik, Steve Scalise. I mean, it's like, oh, this is such a sad day. It's a sad, yeah, no, it's not a sad day. It's a full-on middle finger to the American Republic, to the American people, that you that Biden, who is as corrupt as the day is long, his minions, including Darth Merrick Garland, you know, yes, I mean, he's as, he's just as messed up and corrupt and evil as it gets, especially he wants revenge because he never got his chance to get on the Supreme Court. Life's rough, baby. Life is just rough. And now you just want to be a pathetic and predictable little man 
who wants to get his revenge on Donald Trump. Just one more reason why the Biden regime needs to burn in hell because they've got some of the most evil people who want to take people like you and me, you, the American people. I mean, good grief. You've got the weaponized Justice Department and the FBI going after moms and dads at school boards and calling them domestic terrorists. You people are evil. No, no. You want to talk about evil? You damn well better look in the mirror first before you go off and call anybody a domestic terrorist, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah. um, Sorry, folks. I'm going to get a little spicy today, so please forgive me because this is just another example of why this is why Joe Biden and his regime are a full-blown, full-grown, straight-up, white-hot mess. They think it's rules for thee, but not for us because we're the special people. We are so enlightened, and we're fair, and we're progress. No, you and I totally agree with uh, Mark Levin on this. They want one party rule. They don't want anybody getting up in their grill and disagreeing with them because somehow they have in their sick, twisted, demonized minds that, how dare you? We're going to squash you like a bug if you dare do this to us. We've got an IRS, we have an FBI and a DOJ thoroughly weaponized to come after you. So, yeah, whatever. I'm not into this. But here's what really blows my mind about some of this. Now, I was watching this. I was reading this story from the NationalPulse.com, which is a fantastic fantastic news site, independent media. And I've subscribed to it. I love it. Uh, Raheem Kassam is the editor-in-chief and does phenomenal, phenomenal work. But if you really want to hear what it's all about, now you have the psychiatric patients over at MSLSD, uh, mainly Lawrence O'Donnell and Rachel Maddow, or who's supposed to be like the Tucker Carlson of MSLSD and and they're talking about this and they said the they said the quiet part out loud what this whole thing is about this is their end game their end game this is what they want and they were just loving it and they just love themselves I mean how do I love me let me count the ways but This exchange went on with Lawrence O'Donnell and uh, Rachel Maddow last night on MSLSD, but it will tell you exactly what's going on. So hang, uh, fortunately this isn't nearly as long as the Levin rant, but still it's highly informative. You have to wonder if the Justice Department is considering whether there is some political solution to this criminal problem, whether part of the issue here is not just that Trump has committed crimes, but that Trump has committed crimes and plans on being back in the White House. Do they consider as part of a potential plea offer something that would prescribe him, proscribe him from from, from running for office again. I don't know. I, I would imagine if anything like that happened that 
it would have to come from the defense side of the negotiation that the that the Trump team would would say, oh, by the way, and with this, we will also, you know, drop out of the uh, the race for president. Uh, otherwise, it would put the Justice Department in this position that Donald Trump claims they're in. You know, he claims they're trying to stop him, simply tried to stop him from becoming president again, and that's the only reason uh, they're doing this. So my guess, given those dynamics, and the change, I think, in the way uh, the Justice Department sees this in those 50 years since Spiro Agnew, uh, it just seems unlikely that they would reach into the political zone uh, of the solution. Our politics does have to find a solution to this, but it might have to find that solution separate and apart from the criminal process. Okay. Well, there you go. There they are. That's what the ultimate game, end game is. Get Trump out of the race. Whatever it takes, whatever it costs. And frankly, <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking, but if anything, this latest indictment has done nothing but make Trump stronger. I mean, I'm looking at pictures, you know, some video footage from down in South Florida around West Palm Beach. There's people down there at night, late at night, not early at night, but late at night, and they are there supporting President Trump. I'm going, you know, I, <laughs> I just, part of me just cracked up, but I think probably the best thing that I heard today was uh, a headline in the UK Daily Mail and the headline is just delicious to me uh, the headline goes Joe Biden just secured Trump's nomination in 2024 after indictment Republican rep Nancy Mace South Carolina says charges will help former president and asks why Biden is getting away with Burisma bribe. Now that, uh, now granted, I understand Nancy Mace may not be exactly MAGA's cup of tea, but I will give her the credit she is due. She is also a member of the House Oversight Committee. So yes, she's seen the, uh, seen the FBI bribery document and it just like wow and she's right because every stinking time you have some type of lawfare which i call spiritual warfare that manifested in a judicial context you know you've got letitia james democrat attorney general of new york new york state alvin bragg democrat George Soros bought and paid for a slave, as well as the Manhattan District Attorney. You've got another Democrat down in Fulton County in Atlanta. Probably another uh, George Soros bought and paid for a slave. And then, of course, you've got Jack Smith, the uh, attack dog of Merrick Garland, with this uh, brand new indictment. Okay. That just really doesn't work. But Nancy Mace's point, while 
these this new idiotic, frankly asinine indictment is going after Trump, you know, kind of like a nice shiny toy or a squirrel. It's like, oh, see, look, squirrel, 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 right over here. Yo, hey, 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 here's the squirrel. Because this document that just got handed over uh, 24 to 36 hours ago is a huge deal. It is a huge deal. I mean, a mondo huge deal. Because five... Now, from what we've heard about this document, it is, this comes from a confidential human source for the FBI that's so good that the Bureau has paid him some $200,000 for this information. And yet, here we have Joe Biden, a snarky and as smarmy, you know, with his dementia-riddled mind, getting all that, hey, you gotta put me away, hey, catch me if you can. And he's doing this at a press conference, a joint press conference, by the way, with the with the uh, new Prime Minister of England. So, you know, it's, it's really annoying, you know, because the man's 80, we know he's got cognitive problems, and there is a Praetorian guard of people that are going to do whatever they possibly can to protect him. But yet, here he has his attorney general and a special counsel going after his political enemy. Hello, can anybody wake the heck up? And yet, we're not going to talk about this. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't talk about... Joe Biden and his potential criminal, uh, his criminal activity while he was vice president of the United States. So, no, we're going to, oh, no, we have to focus on Trump. See, you have to focus on him. You know, don't, don't, no, don't look over here. It's like, it's the Wizard of Oz. Oh, no, don't look at the, you know, don't look at the man behind the curtain who is corrupt and evil and everything else. Don't, don't, can't do that. No, but a Burisma executive who has been under criminal investigation, or at least was, and now he's giving Joe Biden and Hunter Biden $5 million each. Each. And for what? Now, here's the thing that really blows my mind. Because... Think about it, folks. These are facts. No vice president, none, has any real power. No, no real power. They cannot at all have any influence on any, on any policy. Because if, if they have to do anything like that, they have to get permission and the blessing of the President of the United States. In this case, that would be Barack Obama, which is now going to have to be investigated because of the fact that Biden couldn't do anything because he didn't have any real power. So the House and Oversight Committee is going to have to expand its investigation into what role that Barack Obama had into this. So, yeah. 
<laughs> this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Now, of course, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of confidence that the investigation is going to get anywhere or anything substantial or substantive is going to be done. But, oh yeah, this has got Barack Obama's fingerprints all over it. And the Bidens just got the benefit of the money. $10 million between Joe, uh, the big guy, and his son Hunter and all of his business associates, including Tony Bobolinsky, who nailed Biden as the big guy. 10% for the big guy. Gotta have that. So I'm just going to like... I, I don't know. I just truly do not know what is going on with this, but we can only see what happens from this moment forward because we're already going to have enough of a crazy summer as it stands. Not just this constitutional crisis, not just this crazy, this crazy-ass indictment going on down in Miami, which in a story that I saw today on Just the News might play into Trump's favor because South Florida and its substantial uh, Latino population, and, uh, and that's just, that includes Cubans, uh, Venezuelans, Nicaraguans, and others who did vote a great deal for, they came out in really solid numbers for Trump and DeSantis. So who knows how this is going to play? Because if you're going to try to find a jury pool, oh man, they're going to taint it as much as they possibly can. Because he wants a win. Uh, that's Jack Smith, the special counsel. He wants a win. He wants it bad. And he will, by hook or by crook, get it any way he possibly can. But even if you get a quote-unquote conviction, Trump's still going to run. There's no doubt about that because every time these yahoos who think they're so dang smart come up with this, boom, here you go. You got Trump with another bump in the polls. And even though you now have, in the 2024 race, you've got turncoat Mike Pence and Chris Christie, the rather <clears throat> bulbous, obnoxious guy from New Jersey, mm. it's not going to help. I mean, the latest poll has Trump at 56% and DeSantis somewhere in the low 20s. I mean, oh my gosh, hello. A 30 plus point advantage. Now, I don't know with all these other people in the race, you know, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, you know, and now all these others. I'm going, I don't know why they're even debating because it's not going to help. It's not going to help them. None of them stand any real chance. And they all have to sign these pledges that they're going to support the nominee you know, so it's going to be really interesting to watch these quote-unquote debates because all they're going to do is go after Trump. That's all they're going to do because going after each other 
really doesn't make any practical sense. It just doesn't. I'm just going, oh my gosh. I mean, it's kind of a joke. And Trump, of course, isn't going to be there. Why should he, to be perfectly honest? He's got anywhere from a 20 to 40 point advantage, depending upon the state or the poll. But still, he's just out there. He's doing his thing. He's fighting the deep state. He's got more and more support growing the entire time. Every poll I have seen has him beating the living snot out of Joe Biden. And I'm thinking at some point, these Democrats are going to have to get rid of this guy They're for someone else. Now, Kamala Harris? Oh, no, she's definitely not uh, ready for prime time either because she's too much of a dingbat. And I know somebody I knew who's like, oh, she's a strong woman. <laughs> I laughed. I busted a gut. I said, dude, if you really think that, then you are more dingy and more deceived than anybody I know. I said, I know some, I know a thing or two about strong black women, women of color. One gave birth to me. One raised me. And I was surrounded by a lot of strong black women who were fiercely independent and who loved me very much and taught me that I don't have to take any crap from anybody. So, so anybody who wants to say that I don't understand strong women or I'm afraid of them, <laughs> I will, I'll let you know, I will openly laugh at you and mock you because you've never met the women of my family. And I'm a fifth generation Southern boy because you have no clue what the hell you're talking about. Sorry. Not sorry. But, oh my goodness. Speaking of the presidential debates for the Republicans, I mean, I don't understand what's going on in the mind of Ron DeSantis, my governor here in Florida. I just don't understand because the nationalpulse.com came up with one of the craziest stories that's not going to help him. It's not going to help him. He's not even on top of the polls here in Florida. But one amazing story from the National Pulse, DeSantis fundraisers millions from China tech giant. Apparently, a gentleman named Mark Lampkin who happens to be one of Governor DeSantis's major fundraisers, also happens to be a part of a lobbying firm in D.C., which happens to be uh, the firm, uh, in fact, uh, Lampkin is the, the Lampkin firm, Brownstein Hyatt, is a client of the Communist Chinese Party's tech giant, named Tencent Holdings and has been since 2020. This company, this lobbying firm, has accepted some $2.1 million from the Chinese firm, Tencent Holdings. Now, the fact that you've got this Lampkin guy fundraising for DeSantis and having gotten money from the Communist Chinese Party, that's not a good look, Governor. I'm sorry, it's not a good look. And 
you can just you can deny it all you want, but hey, the National Post brought the receipts. They totally brought the receipts. So yeah, and some of the things that this ten cent holdings are involved in, pfft, totally totally supported and probably owned by the Communist Chinese Party. Actually, there are some, this WeChat is a messaging app and social media app that's owned by the Communist Chinese Party and its principal purpose is to suppress dissenting points of view and monitor closely the con private conversations of Chinese citizens. Yeah, that's what you got yourself into, Governor. So, I don't know what you're thinking, sir. Uh, I really don't. But, my gosh, you need to... No, no, I'm, not, I'm sure once this has now been revealed in uh, conservative alternative media, yeah, you're going to have to get rid of this guy. You're, you're just going to have to, sir. I'm sorry, but... I love, and this is why the people I talk to here in Florida, they love him as governor. They absolutely love him as governor. They supported him as governor. But going for the presidency right now, you've been seduced by a lot of dark money. And this is just one more reason. You know, I, I said, hey, you know, I know people say, well, I want to vote for DeSantis. I said, I wouldn't if I were you. Because he has got dark money, messed up money behind him and people who have seriously, seriously sketchy credibility. And this story, hey, this story proves it. I tried to, I tried to warn people, but now, boom, I was right, folks. I was right on this. So, <laughs> no. So this, this is pretty nutty as it stands. But that doesn't exactly help his DeSantis' chances either. But boy, there's one thing I, I gotta do to, before I finish out the day. And thank you so much for, for hanging with me, guys. This is absolutely probably one of the weirdest stories I have seen in a while. And this is coming from the... From the Blaze, uh, Glenn Beck's group. Now, a guy named Steve Deese, who's on the, um, who's on, uh, who's on the Blaze, um, from the Midwest, I believe, from Iowa. Typical Midwest conservative, and he's a white guy. But when I saw the title of his latest piece on the blaze i just went what hold hold it hold it hold it now <laughs> oh my gosh the the headline here of mr deese's uh op-ed it's time for my fellow conservatives to admit white privilege really is a thing and i just went why wait wait a minute hold up so I had to read this. I just could not resist reading it when I saw this. Now, my view of white privilege isn't quite the same as my fellow conservatives. 
I have a totally different view. Now, I don't take the way out and wackadoodle left view that, you know, white privilege is all over the place and this and that and the other. And I say, no, not into that, but I don't take the conservative viewpoint totally and saying that, oh, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. But reading some of the <laughs> reading some of uh, Mr. Deese's story, I'm like, oh, my Lord. Well, anyway, I just want to read a couple of pieces, a couple of sections of this, it, which tells me, like, oh, my gosh. Um, so the first, just the first line of it tells me everything, or tells me a lot anyway. I have finally been broken. White privilege is real, and, it's, and it is spectacular. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute. What, what up? So, going down a little bit further, <laughs> here we go. Mr. Deese wrote, white privilege, come, uh, if, it's, if it is anything, is indeed our isolation from, from and faux control over reality. The reality of white privilege is a far cry from how progressive propagandists define it as a perpetual silver spoon. Instead, it's an adult diaper that we would rather sit in as we watch the world go by. No matter how horrendous things get, because we simply don't want to be bothered. Now, Brown's continuing on, brown-skinned Armenian men are currently putting khaki pants wearing white guys to shame in Glendale, California. There, when confronted with groomers in the classroom and masked Antifa dweebs in the streets, they forcefully showed them how exa exactly how things are going to go if they continue to hunt their children in the name of the Rainbow Jihad, and it will not go well for the groomers. Just that alone, I'm like, oh man, oh man. Now, what he's referring to is what happened a few days ago in Glendale, California, when its school board wanted to embrace the whole gender ideology and Pride Month and all that. And apparently, Glendale, which has an, a very large Armenian community, said, uh, the heck with that noise. And, of course, you had to have some Antifa guys there just to make it interesting and start trouble. And these Armenians weren't going to take it. And it was men, not women, Armenian men, who stepped up to tell these guys to heck with you. Same thing happened a few months ago in Dearborn, Michigan, which has a huge Muslim population. And it was the dads who stepped up and said, to heck with this, the dads. Now, Armenia has a pretty much conservative uh, community. It, they are a uh, very con socially conservative people. Um, some of them, I mean, given the fact of where it's located, in the old Soviet Union, they have a long-standing tradition. Some of it is Muslim. 
or maybe Orthodox Christian, Russian Orthodox. I don't, I'm not 100% sure on the numbers, but the dads stepped up and said, to heck with this. You ain't going after her kids. And they got into it. I mean, they fought, literally fought for their kids not to be sexualized by these groomers. Same thing, almost the same thing happened in Dearborn, Michigan, except there weren't necessarily fights, but there were a whole, this was an amazing opportunity for Muslims and Christians to come together and fight this. Politics does make strange bedfellows. It totally does. But, oh my goodness. That when I heard that, I just thought, oh, from D, Mr. Deese in his piece, I thought, man, you know, because I'm always, I mean, not as because I am a black man, not because I am a Christian man, but I've always felt like there was white privilege, but not the way the left and the corporate media defined it. And that made me kind of get looked at funny. I said, y'all don't get it. Yeah, and, and it's the white folks. God bless them. I don't have anything um, sad, bad, sad to say about them, but if you're going to get all woke and weird, you know, especially, and it even exists in the Christian community. I, I know some people are going to be like, what? No, 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 no. I said, folks, you're, you're not understanding me. You're misinterpreting what I'm saying. You should let me explain what I mean before going off. But, oh well. Don't know what to tell you on that one, boys and girls. But, oh my, my, my. It's been one heck of a day, to be sure. And this special edition of the program, WTF Friday, I have a feeling I will be doing a lot more of these as the summer progresses and we start getting into appropriation season uh, to see what happens because I guarantee you, because of this debt ceiling deal, which gave the Biden, and the Biden regime a blank check and carte blanche to spend whatever they want, there's not going to be any regular order. There's not gonna be because they'll never have a chance to take these bills, the 12 separate bills, which for appropriations, that does constitute regular order. So this is going to be fun to watch. And it's going to be a really hot summer, and I'm not even talking about the weather. So my friends, uh, I'm just going to call it, I'm going to call it a day and probably call it a week on this one. But I just want to say thank you. For listening, you can also catch In Black and Right Daily on our Rumble page, the video version of this. You can also find the audio version on all platforms. Uh, just look for In Black and Right, subscribe and follow, uh, tell your friends, spread the word because we have seen some growth and we'd like to continue it. So, for now, my friends, have yourself a great weekend. God bless each and every one of you. And for now, and unless something really big happens over the weekend, I will see you good folks Monday. And just as always, remember, patriots come in all colors.